Welcome in, potty people, to the Potty Pod Football Podcast. That's a mouthful. That's a lot to say. Um, we are back on November, what is it, 8th, um, after week 9 of the NFL season, which was, man, you and I, this was so weird. We had so many pushes on everything, both against the spread, against each other, and it's we some weird upsets uh, this week, but the good news is, I won in both my fantasy leagues, and I beat you in one of them. I smoked you. So, overall, I'm taking it as a win for the week. Fine. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my, my league, I'm, I'm just done. I'm at, like, one win. It's all over. I think, uh, I think that's the one I beat you in. I, I, yeah, I've got, I've got like, I think, th- I think I just got four wins, but I think I could. That's how it always is. My draft just implodes, and then I start, yeah. like, piecing together a team, but by the time I do that – they're all terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the yeah, I when well, your league I'm in first. But uh I'm really worried because uh we this won't really be news. I guess it will be when we do our picks uh, at the end of the week. But uh have you seen Kenneth Walker's performances? Yeah. They're amazing. They're yeah, like he's awesome. Points a week. Yeah, I've got have him in one of my his, leagues. Have you seen his projection for this week? No. It said 6 points, which should really be 0. You know why? Oh, why? Because they're playing in Germany, and guess what he didn't do? Go to get vaccinated? Get a passport. Oh, no. Are you serious? dummy forgot to get a dang passport, and so he's going to be unable to travel with the team more than likely. They're trying to help him rush and get it this week, but they're saying it's highly unlikely he's going to be able to get it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got him in your league, and I've got he's projected to get 14.3 points. Playing against Tampa Bay, nope. which yeah, oh my God, ain't gonna happen. That's yeah, all right. I got I got Cordero or Zeke that I can play, I guess. Zeke, oof. All right. So yeah, that they have fun fun times. Yeah. But, uh, oh man. Oh well. Um. Well, let's get into it. So one of the big things is, and we kind of talked about this last week. The Eagles at the Texans. Um. We don't have to go into it too much because we kind of already talked about it. The Eagles were giving 13 points to the Texans. The over-under is 46. We both took Eagles. I took over. You took under. Uh, it was 46. So that's our first push of the week, which didn't seem yep. crazy. Well, the only crazy part is that the Texans scored 17 covered. against the Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they got yeah, – they, they just covered because there was only a 12-point difference. So they uh, – they just covered and made that and made us both look foolish on the spread. But eh. did you see the uh, clip I sent you this morning of Darius Slay talking to Lovey Smith? No, no. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it. It's a uh, it's a clip and uh, Lovey Smith's on the sideline laughing as uh, Damian Pierce goes for another like insane run, and uh, he goes, "This is it. This is his time. He loves uh, it, it, the rest of the world. Finally, gets to see what we know about this cat." And uh, Right as right as the as the run ends and he like breaks like twelve tackles <laughs> uh, to to finish. Uh, Jerry Slake walks over to uh, Lovey Smith exhausted and he goes, "God, he's a rook." <laughs> and they go, "Yeah." He goes, and he goes, "That kid's doing it right, Jesus." <laughs> and he puts his hands on his knees and bends over, <laughs> catching his breath. He goes, "That that rook is doing it right." <laughs> that's funny. Oh, yeah, man. and you're like, "Yo, dude, that's that's a." That's a really competitive player. For him to come out and say that, it was like yeah. serious, serious respect during yeah. the game. 
Like, yeah. That was, <laughs> we that we, we loved him. Yeah, we loved him coming out of the draft, and then we were thrilled that the Texans got him. But they just have to yep. build absolutely everything else around him, and then they'll be fine. Sadly, yes. Let me ask you this. All right, we're it's only nine weeks in, so it's very, very way too early for this, but Sauce Gardner is looking awesome. Um, I, I don't buy that comparison at all. Okay, okay. I, I think it's a stupid, stupid comparison. Okay. Uh, Sauce Gardner does look better, yeah, but he's in a way better situation. Agreed, agreed. Derek, Sting- Der- Derek Stingley's being forced to learn a whole new defensive system yeah. that he's not excelled at because the Texans are stupid. Yeah. And he's not playing cover uh, man corner like he should. He's playing zone. Yeah. And then Sauce has an incredible uh, uh, pass rush in front of him, and Stingley literally has none. Uh, you can argue that oh Jerry Hughes has you know is like fifth in the league for sacks. It's six over you know 150 defensive plays. Yeah, and uh, he's the only one with sacks on the team. So, no, nah, I I get it. I get it. I get the need to want to compare those two because they went three four, but it, you just can't yet. No, I, uh, I think that's very fair. And it's way too early. It's way way too early to be yeah. doing that. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. You know, I, I think if Stingley were a Jet right now and we had Sauce, everyone would be talking about how much better Stingley was than Sauce and we got the bad pick. Yeah, you might be right. If, uh, if you swap there, there, yeah, it would be totally different. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the games on uh, this weekend. The Colts at the Pats. The Colts are getting six points. The over-under is 41. I took the Colts and under. I thought they would lose, but I thought they might keep it competitive you took the pats and over was very wrong uh final score was three to 26 so the colts would have needed 23 <laughs> points to cover uh and the total was 29 so we were both wrong on the over under and the colts lost so hard that they uh they got rid of frank reich but honestly i don't think it's him i think frank reich is still a good coach i think jim ursay is just the biggest idiot. I mean, he's one of the worst owners out there. This is a man that once got pulled over by Possibly, the police. But- Hold on. This is a man that once got pulled over by the police, and they weren't sure if he was on the way to or on the way back from a drug deal because he had so many drugs and money, so much drugs yeah. and money. The the team did not want to get rid of Carson Wentz. They wanted to keep him. Who He actually played well last year being in a new system, and it usually takes about two years for a quarterback. The second year is when they start to pop. And he was actually playing well into the last two games where he really just kind of imploded. Uh, but I think he could have been a lot better, certainly better than Matt Ryan uh, than in this year. And he's actually played pretty well for the for the commanders. So, look, it's... I mean, he's getting permanently benched. Like, the commanders are playing better with Heineke. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, I know. I, I'm not a believer in wins. I don't think that was a bad... I, I have no problem with getting rid of wins. I have a problem with bringing in Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, instead of drafting a quarterback. That's yeah. where I have the problem. Um, <clears throat> Frank Reich could be a good coach, but, I mean, I, I've, I had already heard rumblings before the season that most of his success was from Nick Sirianni being underneath him. That's a very good point. Uh, and the year before that, from Ever- Eberflus being underneath him. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, two years ago, their defense was great. Their offense wasn't. Then he got Sirianni under him. Yeah, his offense is great. His defense wasn't, and so I mean, it, it could be that Frank Reich's a good coach and just having a really bad year, or that it's a he it was more of a result of the incredible coordinators underneath him. I, I mean, it, it's feeling like it could be the latter. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. We'll see. Frank Reich will go somewhere. Someone will go get him. Um, maybe yeah. at least as a coordinator, and they'll add him to the team. Um, and then the Colts. 
or rebuilding, which is nice for us because uh, we hate the Colts. They're in our division. But their their rebuild will be quick because they've got they've got a solid interior line and running back, and they've got a good young receiver, so they'll be able to build fast. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So they bring in Sam Ellinger for the second game, fifteen for twenty nine for one hundred three yards and interception, not good, and then five for thirty nine on the ground. Um, Jonathan Taylor out again with his ankle injury. This is a guy that has not missed. He's never missed a game in high school, college, or the pros until this year because I drafted him first overall. And when that happens, he has to get hurt. So, yes. Mac Jones on the other side, 20 for 30 for 147 and a touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson, 15 for 60. Um, a lot of this was defense. The defense just kind of mauled the Colts. They really couldn't get anything going. And there was just a, mm-hmm. I mean, sacks and tackles for loss and QB hits. I mean, Matt and Judon alone had four hits on the QB. God. Did I see that? How many sacks were there? Um, total, I think there were seven. Is eight. That, I, I there were eight. It, nope, nine. Nine sacks. Yeah, I was going to say nine. I heard nine sacks somewhere, and I thought, that can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nine sacks. Matt Judon Jeez. had three himself. Josh Uche had three. Juwan Bentley had one. And then Jelani Tave and uh, Dietrich Wise combined for I, one i mean you realize there's many teams that they will win games and they've had 40 offensive snaps yeah <laughs> a quarter of them were sacks yeah no this was terrible it, they were right to get rid of frank reich it's too bad you can't get rid of owners because i know houston and indianapolis would both love to do that um yeah. yep. the pats are still mediocre they can't seem to really get anything going on offense even though like even in this game that they blew them out it still was more of a defensive th- uh push than offense and i you know i have no faith in them the colts i have no faith in them the titans are going to win that division handily and let's move on to the next game which was one of the this was one of the best games i've seen in a long time dolphins at the bears the bears are getting three points the over under is 44 we both took the Dolphins and over. I remember I told you, though, I was like, man, if it was more than three points, I think I would take the Bears because I thought this was going to be a really good – I mean, both of yeah. these teams, the Dolphins have no defense but have a great offense. The Bears have a good defense, although they just lost Roquan Smith, and their offense is starting to get better with Justin Fields. Well, he played out of his mind. Final score, um, the Dolphins end up winning 35-32. to 32. So the Dolphins would have needed um, – so the Bears needed three points, which they got. So it was a push. And then we both got the over because it was a whopping 67 points, the most on the week. Yeah, that was uh, that was an unreal game. Uh, Justin, like, I don't know – I don't know what to think of it because the Dolphins don't have a great defense, but it's not horrible, and they added Bradley Chubb. It's been one of the worst this this year. Jeez. But uh, – They've got, um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm very shocked at how they were unable to hold Justin Fields and wondering was Fields really just missing uh, that one extra piece of receiver to help make defenses honest. Well, they started doing the RPOs and using him in the run game a lot more last week. and that uh, I think it was last week or the week before, and that's when he started to shine. And then they went and got Chase Claypool, who didn't. I mean, he had one... He had one carry for four yards, and then he had two receptions for 13. So it's not like, it. if anything, through the air, Cole Komet was the big one. Five for 41 and two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields throwing for a total of three touchdowns on 123 yards, which is nuts. But the big thing is he broke the NFL record for quarterback rushing. You think of all the rushing quarterbacks right now. 
uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, 15 carries for 178 yards and a touchdown. And he was like making guys miss. He was, I think they said he got up to 21 miles per hour on one of the runs. Like this guy's just, he's big, he's fast. He's not the best thrower, but this puts him in a, he can work on that from here, especially with that offensive line. Maybe when they improve that offensive line, improve wow. the receiving core, he can improve on that. But for right now, that'll work. Um, three touchdowns on the other side too. Tua had 21 for 30, 302 and three touchdowns. And, um, just kind of went off, and then Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, kind of a, a dual-headed back uh, backfield now. Both have nine carries. Um, Jeff Wilson was actually the better one, nine for fifty-one, and then Tyreek Hill. Oh my God, seven for one forty-three and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle five for eighty-five and a touchdown, and then Jeff Wilson three for twenty-one and a touchdown through the air. So they're off. Reunited with moving. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike McDaniel's a he's a really good offensive mind to put this together and for it to work as well as it has. I mean, the only games they've lost are when Matua was out. Yeah, that's true. Did you, did you see what Mike McDaniel said to Justin? Yes. Yeah. He asked him, uh, would you mind not scrambling? Yeah. He goes, I'm very very frustrating. He didn't listen to me. (laughs) Oh, that's so hilarious. Yeah. That guy's a good coach. He'll get a good defensive coordinator next year and turn things around. On that yeah, defense. yeah. People will be dying to go there. I mean, to to live in Miami for one, for for an offense that's already that prolific, and for Mike McDaniel, who seems like a, a like a good coach and just like a pretty laid back guy too, for how for and, how buttoned up yeah, the team and, seems to be. Yeah, and they're they've got players on the defensive roster. It's just not gelling for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, they tons of talent. Are you talking about on the Dolph, on the defensive side? On the defensive yeah, side, yeah. They just the need a, a defensive coordinator to come in and kind of put that, put all yeah. the pieces together because they do have some. I mean, Xavier Howard's great. They've got yeah, they've got good pieces, like you said. They just I think they help a, need a little bit of help in the middle. Uh, you know, interior defensive line linebackers. They could use some help there, but they can address that in the off season. Cause everything else, I mean, their offensive line is good. They're probably going to need another running back, but you can get those a little bit later. Um, Cause Raheem Mostert is getting, he's like 29. You can't rely on that forever, but also in this system, you can just put a speedy guy back there. Who's also a pass catcher and kind of figure it out. Um, on the know, other, go ahead. They're the, they're a perfect candidate to bring in Lovey Smith as a DC next year. Yeah. Because they've got the personnel with the front four and with actual, uh, solid zone corners back there to actually be able to run his defense. Uh, that's the kind of defense where he could come in and make a big difference, but he's just not a head coach. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Um, on the other side. So this game was, I mean, it came down to the last second. Um, the, the bears were, were driving down the field. They were in the, I think they were in the red zone or very close and they could have kicked a field goal and went to overtime, but it was fourth down. They went for it. Um, Justin Fields gets out of the pocket, throws to Equimania St. Brown right in the hands, and he dropped it. Would have had a first down, and um, I think the the Bears go on to win that just because in that kind of short yardage situation, I, I don't know how you would have stopped them. They could have they could have just ran it with either Montgomery or Fields. Um, but man, that's that's a heartbreaker. Uh, the Bears are an interesting one moving forward. Uh, this especially since the standings for the NFC in that division. I mean, it's the Vikings are far and away going to going to win that. They're they've only have one loss. Um 
but they're tied with the Packers right now at three and six, and the Lions are only two and six. So it's going to be real. If the Bears, if the Packers don't end up at least second place because they ain't getting in first, they could end up at the bottom. I mean, I don't think the Lions are going to be able to, to do that, although we'll get into that game a little bit later. Um, but the Packers are on a five-game losing streak. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're done. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll lose Rodgers at the end of the year. They're doing. They're going to have a total rebuild. Well, they've got him for another two years after this. I think they could get rid of him after this year, after next year, after twenty twenty three. I think they can move on from him without it killing them. Um, but man, if I'm them, I would do my level best to try and trade him uh, and rebuild because you've got a lot of good young pieces. Rashawn Gary, we'll go into that later injury, but uh, we'll get into that later. Let's start with the Vikings at the Commanders. Commanders are getting three points. The over-under is 45. We both took the Vikings in over on this one. We both made it our solid picks. Um, and look, we the same as the last one, because Dolphins and Bears, we both made those that a solid pick with the Dolphins. And like the last one, it was a push. So the Vikings end up winning 20-17. to 17. And this game was, this was a tight one for most of the game. The Vikings were not doing great they were they were down going into the fourth quarter um but they ended up winning at 20 to 17 so the commanders cover um the total score is 37 and it's yeah. not, that's not a push we just straight lost that one because they ended up winning yeah that's that's wild that they're they're a lot commanders are a lot better team with heineke and yeah. uh i mean that's saying something so they've got a They've got to draft a good quarterback next year. Or there's a lot of QB needing teams again, but uh, I, I can honestly see that be a team where where that makes a trade for Rodgers. But because um, they're they're close, man, they're close. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Vikings they'll get better. They had to, they had to work T.J. Hawkinson into the mix. Dude didn't drop a pass. I think he was like seven of seven targets. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he made a big difference. But uh, they'll figure out that offense and how to distribute it best. And uh, they're going to be a powerhouse moving forward, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they, they go. I don't know if they're going to be. You think the Vic, uh, the, the commanders are going to be a powerhouse moving forward? No, no, no. The Vikings. Oh, the Vikings, the Vikings. yeah. Vikings, yeah. They had T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, they are yeah. great. He had, a, he had a good first game. Nine for 70 yards. He was solid. Justin Jefferson, seven for 115 and one touchdown, as he do. Um Dalvin Cook on the ground, not great. Still a little bit injured, but 17 carries for 47 yards. Not super, yeah, not great. Uh, Nick Mullins had to come in for one pass, which was interesting for Kirk Cousins. I didn't watch a ton of this game. I was trying to flip around and watch everything, so I didn't see what happened, why he came in. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a Kirk Cousins-ish game, 22 for 40, 265, two touchdowns and an interception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can... They almost added Brandon Cooks too at the trade deadline. Uh, it was very close. So yeah, that's uh, he's gonna. Thielen's been nicked up. He's been playing, but Cousins is good enough to get the ball where it needs to go to to have a good offense. He's just not. He's still not elite. He just has an amazing team around him. Yeah, and he shrinks in primetime games. So like they're gonna make it to the yeah. playoffs, but I see him being one and done in that one. I yeah. see him falling apart. Uh, Heineke on their side, it's not like he's prolific. 15 for 28, 149, two touchdowns and interception, um, and then four for 17 on the ground. I think the team just rallies around him a lot more. And that's kind of been a thing is that Carson Wentz has not really been a big well, and he doesn't make huge guy. mistakes. 
like Wentz throws like the worst timed interceptions in the yeah. red, in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like it's just drive killers. And uh, Heineke is just fine. He's not great. He's not bad. He's, he's one of the best fine. backups in the league, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, not too much more to go in that. Um, no. Washington's running game continues to be uh, just a, a committee. Uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson splitting carries, but neither of them really doing that great. Um, Curtis Samuel had a huge game for me, three for 65 and a touchdown. Um, and then superstar Dax Milne uh, had one for six and a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that changing anytime soon. It's the state committee. Yeah. Um, let's go to the next game. Neither of us wanted to touch this one. Packers at the Lions. Lions are getting four points over under 50. Um, we both took Packers in under, but felt very not good about it. And there was a reason. They ended up losing in an ugly, ugly win. 9-15 to to the Lions. And for the, the Packers were behind most of this game. This was, this was a bad game. I don't know if Rodgers' thumb is just hurting him too much. Um, he went 23 Aaron for 43. I'm sorry. Yeah. Aaron Jones got hurt. Aaron Jones got hurt. Who's their best, their offensive, best offensive player? Um, but yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, twenty-three for forty-three, two ninety-one, a touchdown, three interceptions. Some of them were just really bad. And and at the end of the game, it was fourth down. They were going for it, and Sammy Watkins, who seems to do this a lot, just did a completely different route than what he was supposed to, and the ball just goes to nobody in the end zone. Yeah, that was that was surprising. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be too surprising, but because that dude was a first round talent and he's bounced around team to team, and it's they see the talent, they bring him in, they realize he can't learn a playbook. Is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Bay still struggling with receivers. Uh, Alan Zard being the best one for for eighty seven to <laughs> touchdown, and they go on to miss that extra point. Um, on the other side, Amon Ross and Brown, 4 for 55. This is, I will say, the Packers' defense, they're they're good against receivers. They've got, like, you know, Jair Alexander, Eric Jair Stokes. Alexander, yep. Yeah, they've got good defensive backs. Um, but, man, you can just, you, you should be able to run on them all day. Jamal Williams, 24 for 81, so not a great day. But uh, DeAndre Swift still missing games. Or he was in this one. He was in this no, he one. Played. Yeah, that's right. Two only two carries for ten yards, and then three we'll receptions 40. for forty. Yeah, I guess or they just kind of kept him yeah. very limited. Yeah, which is odd. I don't well, need to limit him, but he's, he's, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. And Jamal I mean, Williams he, has done well for the Lions running game up until this point. Yeah, I mean Swift had played pretty decent last week. That's why I was surprised they didn't kind of. But maybe they saw something where there was a potential, you know, to to re-injure that or to inflame that injury he just gets injured every the thing is he's so talented but he gets injured every single year i mean he misses half the season almost every single year he just it's almost like the um what was that carry on johnson before him they just cannot seem to yeah they can't seem to draft healthy running backs wow yeah yeah i hope i hope he gets healthy because i I actually do think he's a really fun running back to watch when he's playing yeah. Oh, he yeah. Is, he's he's really good. one cut and he is gone, and you just it just grease lightning. You can't catch up to the guy. That's the thing. I mean, some people. There's some running backs that are effective, but that doesn't mean they're fun. Swift is fun. Yeah. <laughs> to watch, like you, it's exciting to watch that guy play because you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. 
let's move on. Chargers at the Falcons. Falcons getting three points over under is 49. I took the Falcons in over on this one. You took Chargers in under. Um, I did not feel – I just don't – I don't trust the Chargers at all. Granted, I don't trust the Falcons a ton, a ton but Cordero Patterson coming back, I figured we would do well. This was one of my solid picks, and um, I actually ended up – I actually ended up covering this one. I had it down as man, I, yeah, I did this at the last second and ended up not covering. But yeah, three points. They ended up uh, covering twenty to seventeen. But as is Falcon tradition, they blow a lead in the fourth quarter, as always. So, um, yeah, it's I, that's I just couldn't believe they, they had a lead. <laughs> I mean, that's just their team is just it's like patchwork. It is. I mean, is is that good coaching with a bad roster? Is that what we're seeing? Because I can't believe they they're even in that game. Well, or is they, it just horrible coaching by the Chargers. Well, no, it's oh, it's a little bit of both. So the the Falcons, I think it actually is pretty decent um, <laughs> coaching, just because they're gonna look. We're gonna run this to death because I don't trust Mariota, but he is mobile and so we'll run him every once in a while he went five for 24 on the ground uh 12 for 23 which 23 is some of the uh, that's the most i think pass attempts he's had all season for 129 yards zero touchdowns or interceptions um but they don't need to because they've got good runners tyler algier 10 for 99 cordell patterson back for the first time after ir 13 carries for 44 yards and two touchdowns uh, and then Caleb Huntley, 7 for 34. So that's the thing is they can just kind of run it down your throat. They don't need to use Pitts or London yet. But, I, you know, I think they're going to end up having Ritter start next season. I think they're going to try and go as long as they can without using him just so he can learn. Um, and yeah, I'm why thinking, not? I'm thinking Ritter is just having trouble learning the playbook. I mean, I mean that's got to be... There's something they're seeing in practice where they're going, you know what, he's just not ready yet. Because yeah. because they do – I mean, they have a chance to win the division. Like, yeah. if Ritter's better – They're tied they at 4-5 and five with the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they should not be holding him back for next year if if they think he's ready. You know, and they're just trying to let him, you know, stay healthy for next year or whatever. Like, this is the year. I mean, it's possible that next year there's a powerhouse in the division and Aaron Rodgers goes to the Panthers. And you know what I mean? Like, you never know what's going to happen to the NFL – so if they have a shot this year, they need to take it. And so something's telling me that they don't, they just don't think Ritter's ready and he's understanding the playbook or whatever it is that I, they think. But I don't have a problem if he's not ready. Understand. He's a third, he's a third round pick. And even going into it, all the quarterbacks this season, we felt like were projects. Like they probably shouldn't start year one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, even I Kenny Pickett. So I don't have a problem with them sitting him at all. Let him learn. Let him be fully prepared, have a full off season. Get some, get into an NFL weight room because he's a little, he's a little lean. Um, I don't have a problem with this at all. I, hey, you're tied for first in the division. You're winning some games. They're fun to watch. I, I don't have a problem with it. I wouldn't go as far as say fun, but uh... they can be. Well, they so they played the Panthers last like two weeks ago, and it was one of the. It was a really entertaining game, and they're in 30, Thursday night football in a couple of days. And I know it doesn't seem fun, but I think it. I don't know. I, I, they, they've been in a few games where it's been entertaining. Of course, they're going to blow it in the fourth quarter like they usually do, but... The part that's weird for me is that their offense consists of uh, handing the ball off and then uh, dumping off to the tight end whenever they, you know, uh, occasionally with, with maybe a little scramble here and there by quarterback. And what's odd to me is those seem like things that any rookie quarterback can do if they're decent right off the bat and it's the it's the 
timing routes down the you know down deep that take a little bit of time to develop. But that that's not really their thing right now. I mean, you look at Drake London; he gets like two catches a game. Like it, it and he's their top receiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's all going to Kyle Pitts or to one of the four running backs that are all having good times. It seems like Ritter should be able to step in and and do that now. Why? And you know, and and potentially even be better at dumb- rookie quarterbacks just tend to you know use a, a the tight end as a safety blanket a lot. Yeah. And it seems like with Kyle Pitts as a safety blanket, like try it. <laughs> but uh, but you know if, if Mariota was. I feel like if he was a part of why they're winning, then I would get not doing it. But it really feels like he's the weak link, doesn't it? I mean, he's getting like a hundred yards a game, and <laughs> he just seems like the no. Weak he's link. definitely the weak link because they're not. Per- they don't want him to pass because he can turn it over. I I still yeah. have a problem with it because they're going to go and they're going to improve that offensive line. The interior of that offensive line needs improvement. Um, yeah, and you don't want your rookie quarterback getting pressure up the middle. That's. I mean, that's. Brady's big thing. We'll get that into that in the Rams and Bucks game later. But yeah. that's the worst place for a quarterback to get pressure is because then they can't move up inside the pocket. And so I don't have a problem with them. Let him go get. Let him go get another receiver. Let him go get uh, help in some interior line, and um, I mean maybe help with them defense a little bit. They just lost AJ Terrell for he's on IR, so that defense yeah, is going to be even good. worse. And a good defense helps a quarterback way more than than people give it credit to so i don't have a problem with this i think this is smart i think it's patient and you don't see that a lot and why not they're they're tied for the division also they play so the rest of their schedule is kind of interesting so they play the panthers this week which is very winnable they play the bears which i don't know the way the the two have been playing could be winnable the commanders could be winnable steelers could be winnable saints in division that could be winnable the Ravens, I think they lose. The Cardinals, they probably lose. But then they play the Bucks in the last game to see who's going to win that division. So don't yeah. count them out. I think they tried to tank this year, and it just did not work. <laughs> well, I mean, they wanted Watson like they thought. They yeah, but then they the when water, they didn't yeah. get him, then I think they decided they were just going to yeah. rebuild for this year and then add Ritter next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I even Part of me even wonders, like, is there a better quarterback out there right now for them than like right now? I mean, the trade deadline's over, so I guess not. But uh, last week, like, I'm surprised they didn't go after like a hell of Baker Mayfield, even. Yeah, <laughs> it's just someone that's a little bit of a step up from Mariota. That I don't know. I'm just surprised they didn't say, "Hey, maybe this is our opportunity. Let's do it." But uh, but hey, you know, they're 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 building and they're building better than people give them credit for. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to one of the craziest games of the week. Bills at the Jets. The Jets were getting a whopping 11 points. Over under 48. I was foolish. I thought losing Bryce uh, uh, Hall. Not Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall. Um, they, just, they started losing a bunch of people. Zach Wilson has not played well up until this point. He really didn't play. I mean... He does the same thing, kind of like what he did this week. 18 for 25, 154, and a touchdown. Although last week he threw two interceptions. They really just kind of rely on the running game of Michael Carter and James Robinson. Kind of, They basically just flipped Brees Hall into those two guys. And they performed well. Michael Carter, 12 for 76, and a touchdown. James Robinson, 13 for 48. Um, so they just kind of really relied on those guys. Garrett Wilson, the few, the few passes that Zach Wilson threw were to Garrett Wilson, 8 for 92. Uh... 
and Josh Allen got a little nicked up at the end. He had a terrible game, 18 for 34, 205 yards, and two interceptions. Um, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, you're not going to do well when that happens. Gabe Davis, I think, was a little bit injured on this this game. Uh, you didn't see any Naheem Hines who they just got, which is not too surprising. But again, Josh Allen is the lead running back, nine for eighty-six and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's not surprising. I mean, it would have been God to see them with Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I know. It would have been pretty darn, pretty darn wild. I mean, it would have changed this team. Even if even Kareem Hunt, I think, could have done wonders for this team. Whatever the Browns were asking for, I really feel like they should have taken it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So they're yeah, they'll they'll bounce back from this. Uh, I don't think the Jets are that good, and the Bills aren't that bad. So they'll it'll right itself next week, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But I I do I do admit the Jets the Jets have built a hell of a team outside of the quarterback, and yeah, they they may even be be in the position. I don't know what their draft picks look like for the coming years, but uh, they may be in position to trade up and and get a QB and finish off that team. Yeah, well, so I'll, I will look into that because I do want to see what their draft picks are. But so here's the thing. The Bills will, will rebound, sure, but it's going to – they've got a tough slate coming up. And Josh Allen, they think he tore, he's tore or sprained his UCL uh, in his elbow and could be limited for a week. He may even miss a few weeks because, like, at this point, do you want to – let him sit. They can afford a few losses. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing. The next game um, is the Vikings, which is a tough game regardless. The And that's why you go get that running back. Because now with Josh Allen out, where's your offense coming from? You got Case Keenum. Can't get a running back. Tracy, the deadline's over. Yeah. yeah they're, they're they messed trouble, up. Like. They should have done more than Naheem Hines. That's just not going to do it. Um, after that, they have the Browns, the Lions, the Patriots, the Jets again. That's going to be a, a really interesting game, although that's going to be in Buffalo in December, um, and that's kind of when the Bills come alive. But then the Dolphins, who they lost to earlier in the season, the Bears, who are trying to kind of figuring things out, and I think kind of match up a little pretty good with the Bills. We'll, we'll see by then. Um, then the Bengals and the Patriots again. So that's the thing is the, they're big games. The Vikings and the Browns, I think if they don't have Josh Allen, they could lose those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It could be. This could be interesting uh, to see how the, but it's really it's not going to stop him from getting the playoffs. It's just more of going to be a home field advantage in the uh, seeding. Well, I mean that division is tight. They're six and two. Jets are six and three. Dolphins are six and three. Patriots are five and four. God, that is tight. Yeah. <laughs> are the Bills really six and three? Uh, Bills are six and two. Six and two. I mean, wow. Six and two. I, yeah. So I thought. It was- Okay. All right. So it's, I mean, maybe this will be a little better than we thought. Yeah. I think that's going to, yeah, that looks like that's going to be the, I mean, this looks like what we thought the AFC West was going to be is going to be the AFC East, which is nuts. We're not going to see, I don't think we see the Jets staying or continually winning these games the way they are against good teams. For, I don't think it's that sustainable uh, without it, with a quarterback that bad, but I could be wrong. I I think we're going to end up seeing it shaking out where they lose a couple more and it comes down more to the bills dolphins uh for control of the division but we'll see yeah um coming up they have they're in a bye week going into this week and then they have the patriots the bears the vikings the bills the lions and the jags so the last two of the season they should be able to win the bills one i think they lose the vikings one i think they lose 
Um, and that's like, that gets turned into a primetime game, and then they probably win. Um, the Bears is going to be an interesting one. The Patriots is going to be an interesting one. So I, this is going to be – I think this is going to be a close race in that division for the rest of the season. All right. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Raiders at the Jags because we have to talk about it. Um, the Jags are getting two points. The over-under is 47. I took the Jags and over. You took the Raiders and under. Neither of us really wanted to touch this game. But um, final score, the Jags end up winning 27-20. to 20. Uh, so I win this one, and then the the total score was 47, so we got a push on that. I mean, I think the only thing that was a, uh, good for either one of these teams this week was that the Jags in the off <laughs> in the off uh, week were able to trade for Calvin Ridley for the future. I yeah. mean, that, that'll be big for them in the future because he's a proven talent. He's, he's a head case, potentially. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I think he's extremely talented, and he's going to make that team a whole lot better. But both teams this year, nah, kind of done watching them. Yeah, I mean, but the Jags have kind of – Travis Etienne has come on as that workhorse uh, running back. He went for 28 for 109 and two touchdowns this season. Uh, by the way, I got him in my keeper league, which I plan on keeping him. Um, and then Christian <laughs> Kirk for 8 for 76 and a touchdown. Like, they've got some good parts. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the big thing. He needs to – Next year, he's got to be that. He's got to be the guy that everyone thought he was, or at least seventy-five percent of that. Because right now, he's just kind of he's okay, and maybe he's still trying to shake off that Urban Meyer rust that gets on there. Because God knows how tough that's got to be. Um, but he's got to kind of make that. He's got to make that step forward by by next year, or I don't know. I mean, you can keep him, but he just he's just kind of been he's. He hasn't turned the ball over a ton. He's been okay. Um, but then you're going to have to become more of a a rushing team as opposed to a passing team. Uh, so far this year, 64% completion percentage, 2,000 yards, um, 11 touchdowns and 6 interceptions, which is not great. But I don't know. We'll see where that comes from. But on the other side, I don't know why people keep giving Bill Belichick's uh, underlings jobs because – Josh McDaniel, who's had, this is basically almost like his third attempt. Uh, he messed up the Packers, or the Broncos for a while. He balked at a job with the Colts, although I don't blame anyone for doing that. And now with the Raiders, I mean, you think the one thing they'd be able to do is offense, but it's it's Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and they just can't, they can't see, their defense can't stop anything. I mean, their offense shows up okay, but if your defense is this bad, it's got to be better. Um Derek Carr, 21 for 36, 259, and two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns going to Devontae Adams with an additional 146 yards out of 10 receptions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, just so unremarkable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is both teams. They could be on the verge of something, but unremarkable. But Raiders have been on the verge of something for like six years. Yeah. Like, like And they constantly find a way to mess it up. And they're in a division where – you really can't afford that. Yeah. Um, and Derek Carr, I mean, he's got to be towards the end of the career, don't you say? Uh, no. He's, he's still st- good. He's still got – I still think he's got five years left in the NFL. He's only – five, think. Yeah, okay. maybe four. He's 31. And quarterbacks these days, they can last longer. I mean, he'll be – I think he's got yeah. about – I mean, who knows? They might move on from this year. I don't ever feel like he's been that bad. I just – I mean, the guy's got to – 
He's been in the never league. He's just never been that good. Well, he's been in the league, what, 10, 12 years, and I think he's had 14 offensive coordinators. I mean, he went to <laughs> he went to the Raiders. He, I mean, no one really ever stood a chance there. He, he was in the Pro Bowl his first two years. He played very well, and then just kind of they could never get back to that. At this point, though, do you trust that he's that the, the team's going to even out and they'll have less coordinators, or you just realize it's a pattern and it's never going to change there? Oh no, that's just the Raider way. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on because that's depressing, and talk about something that's amazing. Um, so. Panthers at the Bengals. Panthers are getting nine and a half over under 43. We both took Panthers and, oh man, they just, they took a step back on this one. They actually had to put in Baker Mayfield at halftime because PJ Walker was three for 10 for nine yards. He had less than, he is averaging less than a yard, a completion and he had two interceptions. So they put in Baker who played all right, 14 for 20, 155 and two touchdowns. It's actually really good. Um, but they couldn't really get anything going. Deontay Foreman was not playing well. Uh, no one really was. Terrence Marshall had yeah. a pretty decent game. I haven't heard from him in a while. Three for 53 and a touchdown. But the big thing was Joe Mixon just went off, which was so much so it was, that the Panthers' yeah. defensive line coach got fired. <laughs> it was the the Joe Mixon comedy hour is what that game was. Yeah. <laughs> Averaging seven yards a carry, he had 153 yards and four touchdowns. Five. Four rushing. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's right. He went four for 58 and a touchdown through the wow. air, too. So, very good point. Yeah, I actually thought, I was like, okay, they're going to have to go to T. Higgins a lot on this because... Yeah, he it was Joe Mixon comedy hour. Like, yeah. It was, he, he made it look like a Benny Hill show uh, out there. It was embarrassing. Like, yeah. I, I, every time I'd, like, tune into the game for a minute, I would just I would see another touchdown. Yeah. And another broken tackle. It was so bad to, to do that to a good defense. This is a good defense. I mean, they're universally known as, like, not many people argue. That was, like, a top three to five defense in the NFL. That's all they have going for them is that defense. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers tried to give up two firsts for Brian Burns, and the Panthers said no. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, they just. Sorry, the Rams did. Yeah. I mean, it was, and it wasn't even that close of a game. I mean, it was, what, 35 to zero going into the half. And then they basically put in Brandon Allen. The, the Bengals basically just shut down the fourth quarter. Uh, Panthers ended up scoring two touchdowns then, but it was garbage time. It was it would they weren't really doing much. So um, Panthers, man, they need they need some things. Of course, they're obviously having a, a fire sale, but it's not like they're that far out of the standings in that Ooh. division either, which is crazy. They're two wins away from being tied. They're two and seven. The Bucks, who are tied for first with the Falcons right now, are four and five. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's just such a bad division. It is, <laughs> and, and I haven't seen from Kyle Trask to make me think that that they found the guy for the Bucks either. So I don't know who in that division is setting up to be the the guaranteed team to beat in that conference because all of them have questions at quarterback. I think it's so, going to be Falcons. Next, I think next year it'll be Falcons. I think that's when they start to kind of separate themselves. I mean, what if Ritter's bad? Yeah. You know he, I mean? I mean, but, that's all I'm saying. What, yeah. what if Ritter's bad and what if the Panthers trade for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that, that's my point is all four of them have huge gaping holes at quarterback today mm-hmm. that could swing the whole division based on who they end up getting at quarterback or who end up yeah. who ends up being a good rookie, whether it's Sam Howell or, or Desmond Ritter or – 
Didn't the Saints draft a low round? Um, like a middle-of-the-round QB this year? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. You're probably thinking of Taysom Hill, but uh, no, they don't. <laughs> no. no, I don't think they did, unless, they, unless they're on IR. I don't remember them drafting okay, anybody. Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and I yeah I don't think Tom Brady's with the Bucks next year because he can he can be done after this year. Um, he's done. Yeah, and go. And I don't know if he's done in the NFL. Although if you just if you just threw away a marriage for it, then man, you better really play this yeah. thing out. So there's a few yeah. places. I mean, we're. I mean, there's a few places he could go. Denver is an interesting one. Although I don't know if they your, can afford it. But do you want to ride your legend into the ground? Like, I mean, if you. He he is not playing well this year. It's not just the Bucks. He is not playing well this year. Like, if he's finally hitting, you know. But he's still got zip on the ball. Down. Like you see him throwing it, he's still got zip on the ball. I mean, his wide receivers have had terrible drops. His running game is non-existent. Yeah. And that offensive line, the interior offensive line, is letting everything up the middle. So I think he could actually still play somewhere else. I think if you, man, I tell you what, he'd be interesting. He wouldn't command with, a lot of money. Uh, no, I don't think he would either. Um, I, he'd be interesting in Denver if they can move on from Russell. I don't know if they can. He'd be interested. Oh my God. He'd be real interesting in the Colts, but I hate that. There's so much guarantee. Yeah. No, but, he would, he would make more sense to me, uh, going to Seattle. Uh, if Geno Smith was the one to hit wonder, I think they should sit for Geno. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> um, yeah. If, uh, uh, I mean, just somewhere that has legitimate weapons already. You know what? Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be a great place for him that has a, a solid tight end. And but but again, really their issue is they're in a weak interior offensive line, which can help. But the problem is you're yeah, going to draft. Him. Yeah, you may be able to get a free agent, but then you're going to draft two other ones, and he doesn't like that. He's going to want – I think the Colts have a pretty good interior offensive line. We'll see how their left tackle ends up. Um, but they've got – they need another wide receiver, but Alec Pierce is solid. Um, Pittman is good. Um, they've got good tight ends. Uh, Jelani Woods looks like he's going to be awesome. Moelle Cox is decent. They could get another wide receiver. But, I yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. Um, Let's do that. Yeah, just so. So this game, 21-42. The Panthers were needed 21 points to cover. The total score was 63. So we were right that it was over, but neither of us got it right that there's the Panthers. Uh, Seahawks and Cardinals. The Seahawks are getting four points. The over-under is 50. I don't like the Cardinals at all. I don't think they're a good team. Yeah. Um, even with DeAndre Hopkins I back, I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not a believer in them at all. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be gone at the end of the year. Boy, I tell you what, if I'm them, I think I blow this up too. I think I just start trading pieces because Kyler Murray. Did, did you say you're not a believer in DeAndre Hopkins? No, I'm not a believer in the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. Yeah, I think yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be gone at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if you're them, maybe maybe just start selling pieces because there's not a really – their GM is not good. He was basically all but gone, except he found the a GM that was historically bad in Bill O'Brien and just – just stole from yeah. him. Just stole from that man. He really and did. That's what gave him a stay of execution. And it's not like he's put together a good, a, a good roster. Um, they keep throwing wide receivers at Kyler Murray, but I don't know if I think Kyler Murray is talented, but I just don't think he's the guy. I think he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, but you never know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, he's he's the guy that uh, to me. 
everything hinges on him, and I'm not sure still how I feel about him. Yeah. It's he ended up getting the massive contract extension, didn't he? Yeah. But I okay, so they're not getting rid of him. No. So yeah, I guess they can't because they just gave him a bunch of guaranteed money. I don't. I I don't. I'd have to look at Sport Track and see what mm-hmm. he's owed. What they would lose in him next year. But I mean, it's not like a lot. Yeah. A lot on on the first year because so much of that is guaranteed. They lose all of the guarantee up front. Yeah. They will lose like sixty million or something crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they can't get rid of him next year, but. Yeah, I, to me, what I what I oh notice, and I could, I could be wrong, is the interior O line scares, or the whole O line, is just kind of what you and I thought it was last year. Yeah. Um, going into last. Year. Cardinals fans Him, liked it, it though. They said they thought they were doing yeah, good. Now, granted, their interior yeah, offensive line's been year, injured the last couple of weeks, but still. Yeah, last year they seemed to play at the top end of of their ability. Like, there was almost at an unsustainable level. And this year, it's like they came back to reality or something. Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing him scramble for his life and, and not be able to make plays. Because it's not the kind of scramble where there's clean pocket on the left or the right. But you know what I mean? It, it, the whole thing's collapsing. So, jeez, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what you can do in one offseason to fix that team. And their defense is awful. Yeah. Yeah, they have no pressure. They have zero pressure. I mean, Buda Baker's good, but he just got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah, he's hurt. Um, Isaiah Simmons. Watt, I see him doing things, but but he can't do it himself. Yeah, and you, you he's not going to last the season if you're putting everything on him. It's just not a good team. But the Seahawks are rolling, so I took the Seahawks. Um, and I get four points. Yes, please. So I took them. Um, and they kind of. I don't know that it was. I mean, Seattle kind of ran away with it in the fourth quarter, but they were pretty. They were leading for most of the game. Um, well, it was pretty tight, I guess, until the fourth quarter. But they end up winning 31-21. to 21. Uh, Total score is 52. So it was over. And, and that's pretty impressive since that was one of the higher – that was tied for the highest over-under for the week. Uh, so I got that one in the spread. We both got it for the over-under. Um, yeah, it's just – I got I to say I, – I just want to say this because you and I, every draft, when we're talking about drafting for a team, We'll get to at least one team where we kind of are in agreement. We're like, I would draft tackle, tackle. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go left tackle, right tackle because it's so bad and that's so important. And and if you miss on one, you hit on the other. Like tackle, tackle. And yeah. That never happens. But they did it. And dear God, the Seahawks. Team, yeah. Woo. Yeah, the Seahawks. My God, that team between those guys hitting and, and Kenneth Walker, who the study is, and uh, Tariq Woolen. Antrique Willen, yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole draft has been amazing. It, it's like, I don't know if Geno Smith is just playing behind an O-line that's just keeping him so clean that he can he can manage the game well, or is Geno Smith, like, uh, just a guy who finally found the right system yeah. and was always talented no one really knew it because he was on a bad team. I, I'm so intrigued by Geno Smith this year and, yeah. and if it's sustainable. Well, you think he was drafted, I think, in the second round by the Jets, and that was the Rex Ryan Jets. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people had him as a first. Yeah, but, and, I mean, it was just a bad quarterback class. But, so, yeah. they draft him, and then no quarterback is going to do well in a Rex Ryan system. He just, it's all defense and ground and pound, and he doesn't develop quarterbacks. It's just not good for him. And that was a crazy situation. Remember a teammate punched him and broke his jaw? I think he just had, like, a rough go of it and kind of got sold out. 
but I think I mean I forgot about the drop on. Yeah, <laughs> but Pete Carroll is also we we. we all sided with Russell Wilson in this thing and like let Russ cook, let Russ cook. Well now we've seen Russ can't really cook. Like he was he benefited a lot from that system. And and with Russ getting older, he's just not the same guy. And in this situation, I mean they should have now they should have given Russ an offensive line before that. I mean now they go tackle tackle. They really could have used that a while ago. But Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas both are solid. We both loved those guys coming into it. And yeah. we I wanted I thought the Evan Neal, I wasn't big on. I thought he was better at right tackle, which is where the um, the Giants have played yep. him. But I still liked Charles Cross out of, out of Mississippi a lot better. And then Kenneth Walker, you and I both like. And he had a huge game. Uh, 26 for 109 and two touchdowns on the ground. And then three for 20 through the air. That's just, he's that workhorse. We both liked him out of Michigan State. It was basically him and Brees Hall and then everyone else. And that seems to be the case so far. I can't think of any other rookie running backs that have kind of picked up and been that great. The receivers, I mean, it seems like rookie wide receivers have been great everywhere. But yeah, on the other side, they wanted, I mean, Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been out a while and clearly, but that's the thing. When DeAndre Hopkins is out, that whole offense just shuts down. Yep. I mean, they went yeah, down him Hollywood Brown. That didn't do much. They got Robbie Anderson, who had negative four receiving yards. Yeah, I was never a believer in, in Hollywood Brown, but uh, I think he had one good game as his uh, rookie that uh, started the season off. You know, he had like 200 yards and a yeah. couple touchdowns with Lamar Jackson, and I feel like I feel like there was some a bias that hung on that guy for the rest of his career. That uh, I, I just don't think he's that great. But yeah, uh, but I, and AJ Brown's busted. Rondell Moore's a slot. I I agree with you. It's just not the offense isn't good enough to win without D Hop and. With D-Hop, they're still having trouble. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyler Murray starts to kind of whittle down throughout the – I mean, he's a small guy, and he's not he tries not to take the hits, but he's – I mean, he is half the size of some of these people, and that – that I mean, that's going to yeah. wear down your body through the season. Yeah, this is a team, in my opinion, if you're going to have a mobile QB like that, you need a bruiser running back. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Or one that can catch out of the – out of uh, more like a Brees Hall. If they'd have gone after a Brees Hall – that had changed their whole offense because when, when the linebackers have to watch that running back and, and watch you, you know, and they, and they charge on the quarterback and then he can just dump it off to Brees Hall to his right a little bit or someone like that. Uh, it just changes the game and they just don't have that running back on the roster. And well, they, they thought it really was James Conner. They thought it was James Conner. The oh, problem is James Conner is not a, he's great in a uh, two headed, you know, in a, uh, yeah. a system. Where there's other running backs, but he just can't. He gets too nicked up. He can't take that load after he, you know, after Pittsburgh used him like that. He's great on the goal line. Um, he can catch the ball, but you need to have someone that can kind of help. And he's been nicked up again all year. The reason he was so great last year is he really didn't play much until halfway through the year when the starting running back got injured. Yeah, well, Chase Edmonds was. Uh, That's right. Platooning yeah. with him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Chase Edmonds got injured, and he kind of went off. Uh, but you know, fresh legs. Uh, in the season, it, it can do that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is odd that like their strength from last year is their weakness this year, and it's the same players. Yeah, <laughs> it's the interior line, and it's the running backs, and and they yeah they're they're really hurting that team, and in my opinion, in my yeah. opinion, yeah, and, no. and the defense of course too needs playmakers. Yeah, they just, that they've drafted and just swung and missed. Well, yeah. they were going to try and make it. All right, we're going to be an offense that can just score so much. Our defense will just kind of with Buda Baker. 
and with um, oh, what's the 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 corner that they got? Byron Murphy? No, yeah, no, no, no. That, Byron that's Murphy. Um, yeah, no, no, uh, Byron geez. Murphy. Yeah, that's it, Byron Murphy. Okay. Um, with those two, they thought they would kind of be able to do kind of like the Chiefs, where they're like, okay, we're just gonna run it up big, and then we can just JJ Watt will bring pressure. We can have the guys. We've got Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons who can just cover. But man, none, neither of those linebackers has been that great they're not good or they're not using them right or because that's the thing is both those guys were crazy they were the same person coming out of the draft super athletic super big but rangy and i just maybe they're not using them right i don't know it just they need to get rid of the coach the gm they just need a clean house in the front office and probably with a lot of the, the the players they just got a lot of junk players in there with a few good ones yeah i agree i agree yeah they're top heavy let us move on to the Rams at the Bucks. The Rams were getting two points. The over/under is forty-four. I took the Rams and under. You took the Bucks and over. This is one of my confidence picks. I took, no, I took a nap. <laughs> yeah, this was pretty. I took a nap in this game. Yeah, I didn't watch much of this game. It was pretty bad. Uh, the worst part of it was I had it. The Rams were going to win this one until about the last minute of the game when the Bucks decided to play, and they end up coming down and scoring a touchdown. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Um, this was miserable. Matthew Stafford, 13 for 27, 165, and a touchdown. Tom Brady, 36 for 50, 58 pass attempts, because they can't run it. Can't run it at all. Leonard Fournette was 9 for 19, and Rashad White, 8 for 27. Uh, and I, I think Rashad White's probably going to end up taking over the the lead carries. But, my God, if he's in fantasy, you can go pick him up if you want. I'm not touching that. Um, and then Tom Brady, 280 yards and a touchdown. He averaged less than five yards a throw. Yeah, it's I don't know. They they, they look really bad, mm-hmm. and both teams both teams look yeah. really bad. Who knew the FM pick strategy might backfire at some point? Yeah, uh, for the Rams. I mean, they are talking about top heavy. You got Ramsey and Donald and nobody else on that defense. And most people hope first round and free agency get you a couple playmakers, but then those second, third, fourth round picks need to be your role players. Yeah. They're, they don't have to be they're not to be studs, but they have to be role players. And the Rams don't. They just have a couple superstars and then just the guys around the rest of the roster, and it's it's not paying off. Well, and they've got one offensive line, Rob Havenstein, who is good, not great, and then the rest of that offensive line, which is not. I mean, Odea Boucher is maybe your second best. I mean, it's just not. Oh, yeah, the terrible offensive line. I, there's they tried even, to do it again too. They offered two firsts for Brian Burns. Yeah, they would have been out of first two more years. Yeah, that's just crazy. They oh, man, I would I would have given up two first for Brian Burns though. <laughs> I know, but I mean, at some point, yeah. they need players. They need literal bodies that are. Yeah, good. I mean, uh, good for them for getting that Super Bowl. It worked, but now, yeah. now the problem is it works for so long. But then you have to, you've got to rebuild, and I think they are at that stage where they have to rebuild, and it, it's it's a it sucks. Because they don't have any of the draft picks. Who are you going to get? Like, you're going to have to trade Aaron Donald. That's really the only... Aaron Donald and Ramsey is the only way... He'll retire. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald will. I think Jalen Ramsey yeah. might. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm um, Ramsey, yeah, who knows. But uh, he, I think he's competitive and he'll play. Could be. Yeah, could be. But he's starting to... I'll tell you what, he, he's starting to see... And that happens with these cornerbacks that uh, you can put them yeah. on an island... He's 28. He has not played well 
at all this year. He's gone down significantly. And maybe he's just had off year. Maybe he's struggling with some injury. But they got old play- I mean, Jalen Ramsey's 28. He's still got – at 30, he's probably gone. Those kind of players are usually done by 30. Bobby Wagner is – I mean, I think he's 33. So he's probably done. Aaron Donald yep. is 31. Uh, he could probably play another four years at least, but I don't You're think he wants right. to. He's even talked about, eh, I might retire. I don't need – he just wanted a ring, and then he's going to be in, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they're going to have to almost fire sale. I mean, because they're going to lose, like you said, those guys. Uh, they don't have many picks. They got a million holes. I, they might have to trade Cooper Cup. Yeah. <laughs> For like, you know, a, a first, second, and third somewhere or yeah, something like that, where they can get some bodies. Yeah, I mean, they they might need that. I mean, Cowboys would oops. do that. Cowboys would do something Packers. like that. Packers. Point, Packers. Packers would absolutely. They'd have to. They would have to. I mean, it's too late now. To. You you couldn't wait until the end of the season, and but then I don't know. It's a mess. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's move on from that. This one made me so mad because I was like, oh, good. I'm going to win. At least I'll get this one. I still think uh, uh, that's so – it just made me mad. All right, Titans at Chiefs. This was actually a pretty good game. Uh, so Titans are getting 11 points. Over-under is 47. We both took Chiefs. I took under. You took over. You made this your lock and a solid pick. I, but remember I said this is the kind of game that the Titans will give you fits. This is the one where they come to play. They show up in primetime games. And Derrick Henry will just run you into the ground. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what you saw here. Going into halftime, it was 14-9. to And then they just could not score in the second half. I mean, either team really could. It wasn't, uh, Kansas City didn't get anything until they uh, they got a touchdown at the very end. Had to go for two and got it. Both of them, Patrick Mahomes rushing in. Um, and then they kicked a field goal in overtime. This was a very close game. This was a good game. I mean, it was, the second half wasn't entertaining, but... Patrick Mahomes, 68 pass attempts, which is he had the most. Wow. He also had the most rushing attempts with six, six carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Also a two point conversion. Um, he had 446 to, uh, passing yards, a touchdown, and interception. On the other side, Malik Willis. They don't trust him, and I think he could be good at some point. But he's coming out of Liberty. This is a huge. This is a huge upgrade from that, and just talent. And so I think it's going to take yeah. him a while, but he's got a lot of athletic traits. I think he could end up being good. Being good. Uh, five for 16 for 80 yards. But when Derrick Henry is averaging seven yards a carry, uh, you let him run yeah. for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I saw enough out of Malik Willis to feel like if I were Tennessee, I'm not drafting another quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, feel like, <clears throat> I feel like we just need to put the tools around him. Um, and to be fair, they don't have a wide receiver. Like they don't yeah. even have a wide receiver too. Yeah, they're, they're playing a bunch of threes on on any other NFL roster to start. So with and Traylon Burks, I don't know if he's great or not yet. We didn't have a big enough can't uh, has, can't be on know. the field. Yeah, can't make the club yeah. in the tub. Yeah, so I don't. And man, they lost AJ Brown. That's nuts. That was so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that was hey, so man. stupid. They should have paid him. Yeah, so you were so you were very loud about that when it happened. I was like, I don't know, we'll see what Traylon Burks did. But we both thought AJ Brown was the better receiver. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were. They should have paid him. They the problem is they just they've got a lot of cap issues too, where they're just paying a lot of people and they just can't. 
they've got talent. Like they've got a lot of talent. I mean, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons is great. Bud Dupree can play well. Um, I'm trying to see who. Uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, the corner. Caleb Farley's played well, but he's Caleb been injured. Farley, yeah. Roger McCreary had a good game yesterday. He's still a, a rookie. Kevin Byard. It's just on the off. Like they're gonna have to improve that offensive line um, yep. because, like Taylor Lewan, it went on IR this year. He got injured last year. He's thirty-one. I mean, tackles can usually play a while, but he's starting to get injured a lot. Um, I like that they got Nicholas Petit Ferrer, but. It, and they got Dylan Redunds last year. That must have not worked very well because he's still not starting. Like, he's a backup guard. And I was surprised. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a lot better. Granted, it is his second year, and he came out of North Dakota State, so it might take him a little while. But, yeah, boy, they, they, okay. they overdrafted him in the second round. I think that's hurting him. I'll tell you this. If there's not a running back drafted in the top three rounds, then the GM should be fired. I like because Hassan Derek- Haskins. Uh, you like him? I like, dude, he's like 6'1", 228, and he, he's the punt returner. Okay. All right. I think he's right. like, I'll, I'll I think he's like a baby Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is 6'3", 247. They got Hassan Haskins. They show him at 6'5", he's like 6'1", 228. So he's not as big as Derrick Henry, but like, they don't make people like that. Yeah. And he's yeah. a fourth round pick. This is his rookie year. Um... I I like him. I picked him up in a dynasty league, and we'll. I mean, we'll see. Fourth round pick in a Michigan, but I think he could end up. You're never going to find another Derrick Henry. You're just not. I mean, when was the last time there was a Derrick Henry? Brandon Jacobs and Brandon Jacobs wasn't this good and didn't have a tenure like this. That could be true. That could be true. Um, but I wouldn't. If you're the Titans, I don't worry about this too much. You're in probably one of the worst divisions in the league. Um, it's you're. Five and three. Your next closest is the Colts, who just fired their coach, and then the Jags, who are three and six, and probably not going to do. And Tannehill's much. healthy now. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to be able to to get a lot better. Man, they could have used a wide receiver at trade deadline. Um, and well, then will they be able to uh, clinch the division next week? <laughs> uh, no, mean. it's not that close because it's five and three. Well, who do they play next week? Do they play the Colts? Uh, yes. Yes, I think so. No, they play the Broncos. Okay, that's still a win. Yeah, that, is, yeah, that uh, probably is a win. And then after that, let's see, I think they're on bye. And then they've got... They're on a five-win streak. Yeah, no, they're going to be fine. Then they got the Bengals, which will be interesting. But, um, no, I mean, they're going to win that division. I, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. And then on the other side, the Chiefs... Um, they still got to fight. I mean, it's an they're six and two. Chargers are five and three, but the Chargers, the Chiefs are good. The Chargers are not. They've had they've gotten lucky in some wins, and then the Broncos and Raiders, who were just abysmal. It's crazy how bad the AFC. Take out the Chiefs, how bad the AFC West is when we thought they were going to be so great. Yeah, I remember wanting to go into, I think it was Chicago, like the week before something. When I was coming there because I thought seeing the Chargers Broncos would be an amazing game. <laughs> Chargers the Broncos the in, Ch- in Chicago? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, when I was in Chicago, uh, up there with you, I was thinking it would be fun to be able to go out and see the oh, yeah. Broncos game or something. And just like, nope. No, nope. it's terrible. Those did not turn out to be the teams I thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, no, it was bad. 
Um, all right, let's move on to the Monday night game, the last one we have for this week. Ravens at the Saints. Saints are getting four points over under 49. I had Saints and under. You had Ravens and under. I wasn't sure about this one just because the Ravens are so injured. I think they are a much better team. But they've just been – They, I mean, Mark Andrews didn't even make the flight. They, they have no pass catchers at this point. So I wasn't sure. I think like the stud. Ooh, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's – He's played well. He well. He had one catch for twenty-four yards, but it was a touchdown. It was a nice one. It yeah. was a nice one. Uh, I'll tell you who else is a stud. King and Drake, twenty-four for ninety-three and two touchdowns. Who? I mean, mm-hmm. how? He, he's. I think he's the first running back on that team to get more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson, who only had eighty-two. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. I mean, God, I, it felt like Lamar Jackson had even more, but you're right. That, that was. Uh, yeah, Drake did play really well. Um, but Lamar Jackson's in a contract here, man. He's playing out of his mind. He bet on himself, didn't take a franchise tag. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna play, and uh, I'm going to earn my $55 million a year. And he's looking amazing. He's going to get it. Yeah. The Ravens end up winning 27-13. to 13. Um, Yeah, they just he, – he, he's the MVP of this. I mean, would you say he's the MVP of the year? Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes. This team is this team is terrible without him. Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, but I say Lamar Jackson's yeah. easily number one right now. Just because the Eagles have a lot, they're they're just such a much more complete team. The Ravens, the defense has not been playing well. Special teams has been pretty good, but I mean the offense is all Lamar Jackson. Yep, all of it. That they need, is, they need Odell Beckham. Yeah, I. It sounds like he might be going to the Cowboys. Yeah, it does. Gross. Which, uh, that's fine. Let him pay. Yeah, because it seems like a Cowboys move to go pay him a ton of money. And then he's how old? I mean, he's got to be close to 30. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, coming off an ACL, that's fine. Let him do that. Pay all that money and then not make the playoffs because the Eagles are better. <laughs> that true. That is everything we have for this week. We'll be back on Friday with our predictions for week 10. I can't believe it's already week 10 of the NFL season. So until that time, may the ACLs be with you. And also with you.